pirates we are born, pirates obey, we live on our ship, out on the sea, we rape and plunder every war, no gets in a way, that's what happens in an every pirate day. Hey, hey, welcome back, Buck Bros. We're flying high. After another win against the Saints, I want to welcome back again my Buck Bros. Every podcast, Bryce, John, and Zach. Guys, welcome back. And like I said, 3-1 and one after a pretty dominant Saints victory. Their offense really didn't do a whole lot. So let's get our week four recap going here. What you guys like against the Saints as the Bucks come out of New Orleans with a win? Hey, broadcasters. Oh, man, what a game in the big easy. Yeah, total domination from start to finish, basically. Gotta love it. Huge, right? We're all huge division win against a rival. Even if they don't want to call us their rivals, we know it's a rivalry. We got one up. That's three in a row now against the Saints. Ty Bowles is 3-0 and as head coach for the Bucks. so congratulations to him. But, I mean, that was a game where everything we've talked about on our previews of time of possession, red zone conversions, um, playing good defense, you know, getting them off the field on third downs. They did all of that. It was awesome to see. Just a full team effort, great win. Baker looked great. You know, that first pass uh, when he had to kind of dance around in the pocket and find Kate on just kind of standing right in front of him for the score. Even when he got smashed by his knees, I think it lit a fire under him too. He always plays with an edge. So it's it's fun to watch him play. Defense was, you know, I know that Derek Carr was hurt and was basically just checking down every throw <laughs> that he had, but they played, you know, to that. I think they knew that, um, kept everything in front of them. Uh, Antoine Winfield was electric this game. Um, yeah, just an awesome, awesome game. Great win. Going into the bye, three and one as NF- NFC South division leaders. What I... I mean, one of the things that I absolutely loved about this performance was all the new names that we heard in week four. You got to hear more from Kashawn Vaughn, Devin Tompkins. You know, we got to see way more of Trey Palmer. You got Raheem Jarrett involved. We saw more stylized plays. You saw, I think we got a little too cutesy with Chris Godwin trying to throw a pass. It was it was nice to see us dial up something different and show a different side of ourselves that is what we need if we're going to reinvent ourselves coming out of the Tom Brady era is something different. And Baker Mayfield has proved week in and week out that he's a different kind of quarterback. He's a different kind of leader. Watching him scramble Bryce and score them touchdowns, watching him, you know, when the pocket is collapsing to make something happen with his legs, he's dominating. I think he had three first down runs in this game with the Saints. It was just absolutely dominating performance. Um, and you need that up front. And he took a big hit um, and got back up. I, I love seeing that. There, There's a resilience to this team that I'm glad that we saw because I was very nervous that getting beat by the Eagles was going to force our hand and maybe get under our skin a little bit. And that didn't happen. If anything, the defense came out and played better. Uh, like you said, Anton Winfield Jr. is just an absolute superstar uh, Vita Vea got really involved, especially after being limited in practice. We didn't give up a single touchdown to the Saints. Um, we even got a we even got a pick off Jameis Winston right there at the end. That was the nice little cherry on top. Absolutely resounding all around win for us. I, I loved it, and 
that's that's what we needed going in going into this bye week. We need to just get healthy and we need to keep doing this for the rest of the season. Yeah, kind of the perfect bounce back game after that that Eagles game for sure, John. Uh, I think everything you said just nailed it. I mean, the defense was active and disruptive. You kept a team out of the end zone for four quarters in their own stadium. That's really impressive. You had the starting quarterback who you thought you didn't have to play all week. He shows up. I'm going to play. That could disrupt a game plan. Clearly didn't. Defense was prepared for either one of them, it seems. So I was impressed to see them come out, not be thrown for a loop, keep Kamara in check. I mean, he was pretty useless all around considering you know what his ceiling is we kept him really close to his floor for the whole game uh defensively just a really great game i really no concerns on uh, what the defense did and offensively i mean the question was after getting manhandled a lot against philadelphia what we could do and they came out and they ran the ball for over 100 yards which i thought was very impressive it's a, something we've always had in the recent years difficulty doing and we came out we ran the ball Baker looked great. Uh, Chris Godwin, not a great quarterback, but Baker was a great quarterback on Sunday. I especially like that all three touchdowns went to not Chris Godwin and not Mike Evans. So I think there's a comfort level he has with the offense and the guys around him that he doesn't feel like he has to tunnel in on the two big names that he can find and he can kind of spread the ball around. So I just, like John said, just a great bounce back. Both sides of the ball looked awesome. Very happy to take that kind of a performance into the bye week. In defense of that Chris Godwin pass, though, beautiful spiral. Nice and tight. Looked good. He just hit the defender right in the back of the helmet. Um, person I've never seen get mad, swear, slam her drink down, stomp out of a room. She really need Chris Godwin to get those six points real bad uh, this week in fantasy. It about ruined her whole Sunday. I was going <laughs> to say, as somebody who picked Mike Evans in fantasy this past week. I was not happy that those touchdowns did not go to the big names, but it was great to see Zach. You talk about a bounce back game from Monday night against the Eagles, but what a setup game too going into the bye week. Um, just a great feeling heading in, especially capturing that NFC South lead against a division opponent. Um, I want to spend pretty much all of my time talking about, AWJ, I thought he was by far the player of the game. And, you know, there were a lot of moments early on in the game where both teams were pulling for momentum. They're both trying to land that haymaker. And it was seven to three. And Baker throws an interception right before the half. And you think we're going to go into the half with a really close score. And then what happens the next play? AWJ happens. That's what happens forces a fumble, recovers the fumble, sets us back up in a first and goal situation. Baker and the offense take care of business that time. And then as Derek Carr's mounting another comeback and he throws the one bomb he tried to throw, AWJ is a little beat, but gets back just in time to do the pass defense in the end zone, keeping the score, keeping them out of the end zone. I thought he played an amazing game. And those were the game-changing plays for me. Without those plays, uh, the game would have been completely different. So AWJ, by far the man, he is him. However you want to describe him, he was the player of the game. Who Early by the numbers, 91.6. 
that his PF grade? It was his BFF grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Impressive. He was stellar. He was awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you transitioned into that because we do have by the numbers for this week. And I've got two numbers for you. I put a little spin on this one. So both of these numbers have two significant values to them. So they represent two different values. So the first one is three. And Bryce, you may have hit on it earlier in your speech. Todd Bulls is three and zero against the Saints. Or three in a row against the Saints. Three in a row against the Saints. Three sacks. Three sacks. And three sacks. That's right. So three and zero against the Saints. I don't know if you guys saw Chris Godwin's mic'd up, but yeah. the division runs through Tampa, baby. That's exactly right. And New Orleans better respect that. And then three sacks to boot. Great pressure by the defense. AWJ getting in on that sack. He got one as well. So my so next three, three turnovers too. Want to add another three wow. in there? Oh, geez. Three for three. We're getting better at this number thing. We're starting to snipe <laughs> Okay, these, okay, bro. okay. Let's see if you get this one. See if you get this one. <laughs> Let's see what he's got here. You've been watching film, huh? Yeah. Watch this. Uh, so the next number, 114. Rushing yards. Passing yards by Derek Carr. No. It's rushing yards. It is rushing yards, but what else is it? Fingers QBR. That would be impressive. That would be impressive. Chris it's Godwin's not, receiving it's yards. Not, it, was Godwin, it was Godwin's yards. Yeah. Godwin's got yards. Zach, Zach did get it. Yeah, Zach got it. Godwin's first 100-yard game of the season came in a big way as Mike stepped off the field right before the half. Godwin stepped up. Eight receptions, 114 yards. Had a big day. Uh, obviously, the 114 rushing yards, like we said, back over that 100-yard plateau, getting the rushing game involved definitely helps our offense out, something we need to look forward to. So those were by the numbers. Thanks, guys, for playing. You are getting a lot better. <laughs> I will be picking much harder numbers for next week, or I, got, I guess two I got weeks one from more. now. I got one more. Okay, Real one quick. more, one more. 24. Hours in a day. You got it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Four. First downs? Has to do with like a streak of something. Oh, is that 24 games where the Saints haven't scored more than 20 points? Other way around. 24. They haven't allowed more than 20 points in 24 straight games until this game. Ah, okay. Oh. Broke their streak. I thought you were going to say 24 straight games that Jameis Winston had an interception. That felt like it was more plausible you know it's like his eighth or ninth season already that's crazy like nine yeah he's in your <laughs> nine seasons he's a millionaire never forget that <laughs> hose water baby came out the mud i think that's how he put it well speaking of Jameis, let's get to our nfc south tracker obviously anybody watching the bucks games knows how the saints did they lost that brings them down to two and two the other benefit is Everybody else lost. The Falcons lost down to two and two. Thank you, Jaguars in London. Also, the Carolina Panthers battled it out with the 0-3 Vikings, barely losing to them. The Vikings nipped it out in the end. So we actually move up not only with the division win, but on the rest of the NFC South. So again, heading into the bye in perfect position, 
we know we're going to be atop the NFC South as we head into week six. So guys, let's now get into our kind of flux topic. This week's topic of interest, we're going to do our quarterly Brostradamus predictions. So now that we're four games into it, let's put on our predictive caps here. And let's make some predictions as to what's going to happen the rest of the season. Let's focus on the Bucks here. What do you guys think is going to happen for the Bucks this season? John, one, she's. I, I see you throwing up W's. Why don't you start? Why don't you start us off here? The Buccaneers are currently third in the NFC, behind a team that beat us and the 49ers. That's it. We have exceeded expectations on, on all fronts, and I don't expect that to slow down given what I see out of the rest of this schedule. I firmly believe that we can win this division, if not be in contention for that number one, number two seed in the NFC. Anything less than that at this point to me would be a collapse. So, you know, I I, I got to hand it to Todd Bowles. I didn't expect much out of him. I, I truly believe he's a bad coach and he may be getting bailed out by having great players right now but i mean dave canales i think maybe is the truth and i'd like to see him take it on and and i think we go far i think we go deep in 2023 whatever happened to keeping things positive john hating on todd bowles already here (laughs) i ended with a positive i ended all right so i don't know if you guys know a little bit about history But in 1864, there was a general for the Union Army who went by the name of General Sherman, and he marched his troops down through South Carolina and Georgia, burning every city along the way. They called it the March to the Sea. Well, it is 2023 now, and I'm telling you, the Bucks are about to burn down the NFC South just like General Sherman did. I'm predicting that we're going to sweep every game in the NFC South. Go a perfect 6-0 and against our division rivals. Yes, I mean, Carolina, 0-4, terrible team. I don't see that. I don't see them winning much. So that should be pretty easy. Atlanta, quarterback situation, not great. Still think we're very beatable. And then we just saw we picked one up against the Saints at their place. Now they got to come to our place. I think it's on New Year's Eve. I like our chances there too. So that's my Prostradamus prediction. 6-0 and against the NFC South rivals for the division win. Sounds like a future trivia question as to the last time that occurred. Um, so, I mean, my first thought was along the same lines as Bryce, that there's just a lot of wins left in the division. I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to predict that Baker Mayfield wins comeback player of the year in 2023. No offense to DeMar Hamlin, uh, but I think Baker is, is really deserving. I mean, the amount of like coaches and teams he's been on. I mean, this guy was, he was trash to the league. I mean, we basically got him on a prove it deal. So I would say like one B is that I, I think it's trending towards Baker gets a, a a real contract with the Bucks. If if what we've seen so far remains, 
I think he has a legitimate shot to win comeback player of the year. And I think he, he more than likely gets signed to a long, long term, but definitely a, an extension to his contract. I know I'm supposed to put on my broasted, broasted Domus glasses on, but just as a side note, I know I was hesitant as big coming in, but how can you not feel good for Baker Mayfield coming in and having success with the Bucks? You know, he's kind of shunned from Cleveland for Deshaun Watson, who isn't even playing when he's medically cleared to play, not playing for the Browns. Uh, Baker has been absolutely professional and something that has breathed life into the team and you can kind of see it. So really have, I would be, I hope he wins comeback player. I'm pulling for it now because it's something he he seems like a great guy and he something he feels I feel like he deserves it. So I just wanted to put it out that I knew I was a little hesitant. Baker, you're doing great. Um, for my prediction, in kind of spirit with that, and we were talking about it before, I predict we will see Kyle Trask start a game this season. I think it's going to happen towards the end of the year if we do run the table in the NFC South or have an opportunity to kind of rest some players because the NFC South is locked up. If we think the division is going to be as bad as it is, Kyle Trask could very well come in, start and get a little live in-game rep um, and we'll see what we have for them. So I'm going to predict that Kyle Trask will start a game before the end of the season. Under the best circumstances possible. Under yes. the best. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Under the best circumstances. You want to talk Brostradamus? Before he was even rumored, before it was talked about the, him coming here, I told you fellas, and I told our listeners, I told anybody who would listen, that Baker Mayfield was an exceptional fit in Tampa Bay. Did I not? Fellas, did I not tell you? You did. You did. Oh God, here it comes. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Good to get here. <laughs> I don't don't even want to mention anybody else. I just want to say that I believed in Baker Mayfield from day one, even before he got here, that he was going to be a hit in Tampa. And I am so, so glad that he is playing so well. I I agree with you guys. I, he deserves to win. I don't think he's gotten a fair shot. This is his first true fair shot since he took the Browns to the playoffs. Uh, I hope he, I hope he continues to play amazingly. Yeah, and I mean, hand up. I also thought Baker was a great fit here, mostly because I thought he would help guarantee a tank job for Caleb Williams. So I can recognize the heel turn that I've taken in in a month after seeing him play. But I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna ignore the fact that he's playing really well, and he's he's earned the credit and the plaudits that he's gotten thus far, for sure. And to Ryan's point, he has really made it seems like an honest effort to win over the locker room. The boys seem to like him and he's, he's really shed whatever ego we may have perceived him to have coming in and just been a guy who wants to put in the work and, you know, earn everything. Yeah. I will say, I think just looking at those videos after the wins and, and then probably the same too, after the Eagles losses, the, the locker room seems a lot lighter, seems a lot more enjoyable. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of stress when you're playing with a quarterback as great as Tom Brady, who demands a lot uh, from everybody. So I think Baker kind of provides more of a um, 
well, yeah, I guess lighter, but uh, a more fun atmosphere, right? Uh, but it, he's earned the respect of the locker room. I think the guys definitely, I mean, they've said that from training camp, um, and he's showing it. I mean, yeah, so much props to Baker. I hope he continues to play the way he has. It's been enjoyable to watch. He's really easy to root for. I 100% agree with Ryan. I couldn't be happier for the guy. We'll have to see how he shapes up the rest of the season. Those would be our predictions. We'll see if they come true. It might be fun to circle back in later episodes and see how we did in our predictions. So let's make a note of that. But let's now press on and wrap up week four with what the buck bro. Again, a lot of things to discuss around the league and the NFL. This is our time to kind of have the lighter mood and say what things we found funny what kind of follies were happening around the NFL. And again, I'm going to start us out because this guy, this is the well that never runs out, apparently. Brandon Staley, again, fourth down and one from his own 20-yard line. And it's two minutes to go in the game. What does he decide to do? He goes with the analytics, decides to do our little tush-push we talked about, fails it giving the ball back to his opponents. I, I I don't know how it keeps working out for him because they ended up winning the game, but everything in, I, I don't care what the analytics say, everything from my football knowledge is screaming at me that he's making these decisions. And I'm going to keep calling him out on it if he keeps doing it. So Brandon Staley, you're making my job really easy. Stop going for it on fourth down, please. You're driving me insane. A lot of other things are driving other people insane, not to mention one of the hottest pop stars, Zach Taylor Swift, taken over the NFL. What the buck, bro? Yeah, she's really done a great job of putting not only Travis Kelsey, but this league on the map. I think there are too many people who are walking around unaware of both him and his profession. Uh, the, the sport in general is really benefiting from uh, her involvement with one of the greatest tight ends in the game. So, you know, in all seriousness, it's gone. It's just annoying. I, I don't know what else to say. It's the NFL has fully embraced it. Um, the internet is now just invaded by Swifties who are going to defend Taylor and Kelsey's, uh, you know, perfect love affair their romance story and anybody who has anything negative to say uh death uh upon them i i'm really tired of seeing chiefs in prime time and having every damn five minutes a pan up to a box to see the celebrities you you do that like once you do that at one point in the game and say oh shit jay-z's here metlife stadium sick i don't need to know what she's dipping her chicken tenders in I don't need to know these things. I don't need to see her making fun of how Travis Kelsey daps everyone up at the end of the game. And more than anything, I don't need Brittany Mahomes to be elevated in any way. And I swear to God, if Jackson Mahomes and somehow gets elevated and starts hanging out with Taylor Swift and Blake Lively, I think we just have to shut the whole thing down. I think the Chiefs have to be relegated to the XFL until they break up. Because that that would be a bridge too far. I don't think I'm saying this on behalf of myself. I think this NFL fans in general 
know that she's it's a slippery slope when you start embracing Brittany Mahomes to getting to Jackson Mahomes. And now we're just in complete chaos. And I won't I just won't stand for it. So that yeah, that uh Carson Daly Swifty intro into the game. Uh God barf. The Chiefs just needed something to enjoy this season though, right? Because they've looked awful. Outside of the Bears game, they they've been low one score games, one point, three points here and there. They've looked awful. They've looked bad. Whether or not Kelsey was playing, they've just looked all around bad. I believe Mahomes had what four interceptions in that game. They couldn't cut back to Taylor Swift fast enough to cover up the refs throwing flags to cover up how bad they were playing. It's it's bad right now. So if you're a Chiefs fan, you're loving it because it's a huge distraction from how garbage your team looks. I did like the meme about how there are millions of Swifties that tuned into that Sunday night football game and now think that Zach Wilson is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. I enjoyed that at least. The look of Taylor Swift's face when they came back and tied it up. I was like, yeah, that's right, girl. They don't always just win. Sometimes sometimes your boyfriend is going to be a loser. It can't be the Bears every week. Your point is right, though, John. The the Kansas City Chiefs do look a lot more susceptible than in recent years. It might just be early in the season, but they definitely don't look like the super team they've been looking like. And speaking of that, there's a coach that doesn't or didn't look like he usually looks like this past week. John, Bill Belichick. What happened with him? I hate Bill Belichick. That cut-off sleeve hoodie-wearing that motherfucker. I hate Bill Belichick. He cheated and then he cheated a different way and he got around being the scummiest coach in the NFL and he's been carried by murderers and cheaters and scoundrels on his team for too goddamn long and watching him get slapped around in the biggest loss of his career really just oh my god that warms my porridge that wakes me up he had one winning season before he got tom brady one outside of tom brady he's never had a winning he's looked he's a bad coach all those years of asking people whether it was brady or if it was the system we know down here in tampa we know brady came here in the first season and won a super bowl meanwhile belichick can't put two and two together i hate bill belichick he's bad for the game his hand job purchasing owner is bad for the game and the patriots fan base is bad for the game they get to represent like nine terrible little states and they all get to crowd around one team i'm so glad that they are finally getting what they deserve which is garbage you got a bottom of the barrel owner and a bottom of the barrel fucking coach I hope you get a decade of being nonsense in your division. That's what you deserve. All right. Thanks for holding back. All right. On to Bryce's what the buck bro. Bryce, I feel the need, the need for DJ Reed requesting a flyby. What the I don't even know how I follow that segment. Quite simply, I hate DJ Reed. Except I didn't. I, I really, really enjoyed this one play 
again, going back to the Sunday night game that all the Swifties turned uh, tuned into against with the Chiefs against the Jets. Uh, there happened to be a play. Uh, let me set the scenario here. Chiefs and Jets are tied. I think they're tied, or uh, Chiefs may be up at three. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is getting harassed. He's running out of the pocket, and he's heading toward the sideline. And as they're panning toward him, you see a missile of a man coming from the back, and he looks like he's going to kill Patrick Mahomes. He's running so fast. Like you said, Ryan, he requested a flyby, man. That was Mach 3 speed. And what did he do? What? Goes right by him. Totally missed him. Uh, DJ Reed, what the buck, bro? Uh, shit, that was funny. Uh. <laughs> well, that wraps up week four. Great what the buck, bro, guys. We're going to have a little bit of a different territory because we are heading into a bye week. So since there is no game next week, we are not going to have a recap or a preview this week. Preview is going to come next week, so stay tuned. But we are going to do our fantasy trivia and Caleb Williams track, Caleb Williams tracker. So let's head into that for fantasy predictions. Zach, can I get a quick fantasy update on the current standings? Yes, you may. Um, so must feel good to be Bryce. Uh, he had another banner week uh he scored 49.3 tops for the week keeps him atop the leaderboard at 162 uh in second place overall is myself with 125.02 with a 36 point performance in third place is john with 110.26 and Ryan in last place uh, with an even 97 after a 12.5 point performance for the week. It is the new low water mark for the league, uh, taking it from John's performance last week. So, yeah, that's our standings. Uh, Bryce, then uh, 300 miles, then myself, John, and Ryan. Yeah, I was afraid of this segment all week. <laughs> all right. Well, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, we did settle on, since there are no Buck players playing this week, your task is to choose a former Bucks player in place of them on any NFL team playing this week. So you guys got 28 teams to choose from a former Buck player. And then we'll do our usual rotation of any player available. So I believe this week we start with Zach. Okay. What are some examples of Buck players playing elsewhere throughout the NFL? I thought about this like the only one I could think of was Jameis. Justin Watson plays for the Chiefs. I was going to select Justin Watson, but thanks okay. for ruining that. Oh, shit, you're at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Rojo? Is he unemployed? Yes, the Chiefs cut him. Mm. Mm. We're Scotty Miller these days. Yeah, for real. Wait, are there four Bucks players that will 
start next week, like for Xbox players. Where's uh, where's uh, Cam? Is OJ still playing? Damn, Cameron Brate's a free agent. We paid him a lot of money, and no one else will pay him any. Yeah, Burnett's uh, nowhere. <laughs> They've all just disappeared. <laughs> wow, I mean, we got all the fellas, life out of them. Fellas, it's going to be all kickers. You're going to get Cairo Santos. You're going to get uh, Matt Gay. Matt Gay. Oh, it's going to be all kickers. Boys. Good point, John. I think it's going to be kick. It's going to be kickers. Oh, I kind of like uh, Matt Gay. Uh, yeah, I will take Matthew Gay. Colts play this week. I take it. Okay, yes. great. They play the Titans. Oh, I kind of love that. I think they're going to be settling for a lot of field goals. All right, Hold John. Up. You're up. Uh, I believe Matt Bryant is still kicking. Is he not? Whoa! I know he's not, no, dude. No, that's <laughs> oh my. God. That was a long time ago. Holy! All right, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. I googled a list of active and active kickers in the NFL, and uh, he did come up. Uh, he'll uh, take the money. I just don't know if anybody will have him. Hmm. All right. What's Cairo doing? Cairo Santos. Yeah, give me, give me, give me Cairo Santos. Okay, Cairo Santos. Oh shit! Where's... Yeah, he plays for the freaking Bears, bro. He's gonna get a lot of kicks in, Cairo Santos. All right. Oh my god. Dude, Sold. Is... <laughs> I don't even know who I'm left with. Um, where were those active kickers lists? There are no more that are Bucks players. I didn't think so. I knew this one too. Uh, then give me Justin. Wait, did Watson. Nick Folk ever kick for the Bucks? That sounds right. No, he did. Would you shut up, Zach? Oh shit! My bad. <laughs> he already said it. Don't... He called it. He called Justin Watson. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Right, give me, give me Justin Watson. I'll, I'll uh, need, okay. need to let you boys catch up anyway. I don't think kickers. Uh, Nacho, Nacho play. Everybody plays fucking. Uh, yeah, defense. Defense yeah, would be a lot that, easier. Yeah, I, yeah it would defense, be. Yeah. Or offensive line. It's just not skill positions. Right. That's because we had a bunch of people that were like 35 plus playing for our offense recently. Yeah, we got every last bit we, out are of we, them. Are we PPR? We are full point PPR. Yeah, PPR. Donovan Smith had a catch, right? Come again? Count. <laughs> that was a flag. Uh, yeah. That'll do it. How could I forget? <laughs> Watch right. Justin Watson have the game of his life. Watch him catch like three touchdowns. Chiefs are playing, right? Yep, Vikings. Ooh, I like that. Let's go. I mean, I'm going to take Folk. If you take Watson, I will let you have Folk. It, so okay. go for it. I'm taking Folk. You need the points. Go get him. Yeah, I'm the only one without triple digits. Damn. What about, uh, what about Josh Johnson? Is he playing right now? No. 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 I think someone's Rashad, paying is, is him. Is Rashad Perryman playing? <laughs> that would be more. Yeah, that could uh, maybe. All right. We have <laughs> our kickers plus Justin Watson. So <laughs> no Perryman is not. All right, playing. we're snaking now. 
I need yeah, a pick. Snake. I need to pick somebody who's huge. Like I really yeah. need to land this one. And now I'm kind of forgetting who we've picked. Here's examples of players you can't have: Devonte Adams, Chris Godwin, AJ Brown, Rashad. What? Well, you can have Rashad White <laughs> next week. Raheem Mostert, Keenan Allen, Daniel Jones. I'd allow you to have him though if you really wanted him. We break a rule for that. <laughs> okay, I, I think I got it. I think I, I don't think we've said this guy, but he's been pretty good. Uh, I think he's a rookie. I'm gonna go Puka, Puka Nakua. Oh, that's a good one. He gets a lot of receptions. Cooper Cup's getting off the IR. I don't think it's this week though, so I think you're fine. Okay. All right, Puka Shell Nakua. All right, Bryce would be next. Yeah. Between two players here. All right, give me DeAndre Swift. Okay. You can have him. John? I want Justin Herbert. Okay. As you wish. Justin Air Bear. Okay. All right. Wait a minute. The Chargers playing. I don't know. I don't see a game with the Chargers on here. So you can have Justin Herbert if you wish. Oh, uh, they're on a bye. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right. Let me let me run that back. Give me uh Lamar Jackson. Uh, have we done Stefan Diggs yet? I no, don't sir. think so. No, I don't think so. Well, yes, we have. Because I just picked him. Stefan. Pick him last week. He can do it two times in a row, two weeks in a row, maybe. Yeah, Bills are just destroying people. So Who did the Bills well, play? They play the Jaguars. Yeah. Oh, are we are we judging picks? No, I'm just I'm oh, wondering okay, right. the Jags defense. <laughs> yeah, they did lose to CJ Stroud. Uh so it's in there. They have yeah. uh here's what I will say. Gambling not gambling advice, just a gambling note. That is now making me want to uh, change my pick. The game wait no. Wait, no. This is reaffirming it. They play at White Hart Lane next week. Yes. Because the Jaguars are staying there. Wembley Games go under. White Hart Lane is a fast pitch. Like every game, like they've played five games there, they've all gone over points, 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 points. So I think I just sneaky got the pick of the day. I feel great about it. Feel great. Thank you. Goes out first series. Well, don't speak ill of another man. Hey, that's what happened to me. Stupid Mike. Mike had a couple grabs. Yeah, he had what seven points, three grabs. He was, 40 he was yards. putting Marshawn in, in in his back pocket. That's what I. Uh, yeah, so if he didn't go out of the game, he would have yeah. been awesome. But do you think he pulled that hammy when like Lamar was obviously just totally beat, and he like you know yeah. reaches out and grabs his ankle? That was a touchdown. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then he got up asking for like, "What's the flag about?" Yeah. Like, what did I do? Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might have been an obvious one. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed that I have a much better fantasy week this week. Somebody else, please take the low man totem pole for me. But we'll see how that works. It'll be interesting to see now without a Bucks player who got the best former Buck. Uh, we'll check on that next week. Let's get to our trivia question. 
We did have a lot of responses. I want to thank you, Buck Bros, for responding to our trivia question last week. Thanks for the participation. We do have a winner. John, who's our winner from last week? Last week's winner is a Mr. Charles Frazier, winner of a Buccaneers Tumblr. We will get that out to you as soon as possible. Uh, thank you all for playing along at home. Uh, good to see all the engagement. Uh, that's that's getting to be a fun thing we do during the week. This week's trivia question, who was the last Bucks quarterback to win in their opening game against the Saints? So this is the last Bucks quarterback who got a W in their first game against the Saints. Let us know in the comments. Shout us out. Uh, make sure you're tagging your friends. Get those, uh, get those posts in there correctly, and we will get another prize out to you guys in this bye week. Sounds awesome. Congrats, Charles. Uh, and a great trivia question, Buck Bros. Make sure you're following us at Buck Bros. TV if you want a chance to win. Let's move on to Zach. Caleb Williams had probably the game of his year up until now against Colorado, Deion Sanders, and the Buffaloes. How did he look? Uh, he looked like an electric factory. And this segment is apparently going to be just for our, our crossover bears fans uh caleb williams yeah i mean he threw for six touchdowns he's very good he threw 400 yards uh he completed 75 percent of his passes he did throw his first interception of the season so if you wanted to bring him down a little bit but uh yeah i mean he's everything you want and more he will complete a fan base one day uh when he gets drafted and i will be sad because i I don't think it's going to be the Bucks, but Baker is doing well. So, you know, we'll just ride with Baker until he retires, and then maybe Caleb Williams will re be reincarnated somewhere else, and we'll get a, a good rookie quarterback one day. I mean, oh, se season total. I, the... Sorry, let me just – I'll just wrap it up. Season <laughs> totals, 1,600 yards passing, 21 touchdowns, one interception. That's through fucking five games uh it's just insane 21 touchdowns to one interception yeah through five games wow. he is a monster he's going to win a second heisman i mean bears fans deserve something that, that's uh they're an awful team they're up they're gonna have the first and second overall yeah pick, so things could get I, pretty bright for them um, i did see a, a report where he said uh there are only like five teams he would come out like he said i can make more money and off nil than off my rookie deal i would i would pause to say the signing bonus is really fat so but like salary yeah he could definitely make a, a commensurate amount off of nil money and so he published a list of like five teams the bears weren't on that list so you know maybe he stays the bucks weren't either for what it's worth so the the saudis did come out this week and say they are going to start investing in uh nil deals for college football players in an attempt to move them to their own spring football league. So there is talk of them investing in this new merged XFL. So you may actually see players who, uh, like golfers did with Live in its short-lived uh, time frame, going to a smaller league to take a bigger bag, holding on to these NIL deals they get in college, now that these foreign entities can just throw money around at it. And, you know, uh, they're doing that a lot with some of these major soccer players who are taking big paydays to go over there. You're probably going to see a similar thing with some of these kids coming out of college uh, going to take that money and not playing in the NFL 
um, that that's a real possibility in the years to come. I would counter by saying that the <laughs> soccer players they're getting one are old, like they're in their, their twilight phase Two, a 22 year old American athlete is not going to live in Saudi Arabia to spend his millions on what they can't no, no, drink. No, no, no. You, you they misunderstand. They're going to invest. They're investing in the teams and players now. They want to invest in their own spring football league to play here in the United States. Oh, that sounds like something the sanctions won't allow. That feels like something that like the U.S. We, government. We won't could go allow. on for hours about this because I mean I could talk about how we're eventually going to get to a system where the football teams for the universities represent the universities, but they're actually paying employees a salary cap. It would just be the minor league system that it has been, just hasn't been paid against the athletes. And, but, yeah, like I said, we could go on and on about this. We'll keep an eye on Caleb, but we'll have to think, we'll have to keep uh, keep track of how the Bucks are doing as well. We may have to switch that tracker a little bit. But, yes, Caleb Williams looking all of a repeat Heisman um, and a generational talent. I did see that same comment of the nil so we'll see if he chooses to come out or not uh, but it's time to come that's going to do it for us on this episode buck bros we have a bye week coming up for the bucks but not a bye week for your buck bros there will be an episode next week so make sure you guys tune in again the trivia questions coming out this week so make sure you're following at buck bros tb as always we like to sign off here Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Baker Mayfield is plus 1,500 to win comeback player of the year. Next week's trivia. What does John keep in this jar? Pickles? <laughs> nope. Leather? Even nastier. <laughs> Tobacco leaves. I mean, like, now you can't leave it hanging. No, they're, uh, they are banana peels. I oh. soak them and then pour them on my peppers. Isn't it nasty looking? Well, please keep putting it in front of the camera yeah it leeches, it leeches potassium into the water and vitamin a i'm gonna like i'm gonna nod my head like i know what that does like combo you know but uh, you just like uh, eat bananas no. and huh? peppers what, what what is it to get more potassium and vitamin a no i pour it on the peppers that i'm growing i i have a very oh, to enrich the soil yeah, oh, potassium is good for root development. Yeah, my cat that makes trying more to fight sense. me. Are you trying to? Do you I want you to smoke? Really it on peppers that you were eating. <laughs> no, that seems gross. <laughs> About to beat this cat up, bro. What are you doing? Oh god! That's why you should, you should get stop recording before we get. Look oh, at this little menace, bro. <laughs> Look at this little menace right here, dude. This guy's an asshole. Eddie. <laughs> Yeah, All right, bud. All right. GG's, boys. Oh.